Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love with the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. And we are so glad to have you back. This is our first show after a very long series uh, on uh, a book study that we did. So I think it was, I think we counted it up and it was like 15 episodes or something or even yeah. 16 maybe yeah, based on, on that book and, the, and friendship. And so that was beautiful. So now we're going to kind of move into more of a like a one-off kind of thing where we just sort of have whatever topics come to our heart and mind. I think we definitely, Pam, both trust that the Holy Spirit kind of brings things to us uh, that he puts on our hearts that he, we want to just chat about yeah, with each if, other. If we're thinking about it, maybe you're thinking about it too. That's right. So uh, the thing that we are going to be discussing today, I'll let Pam introduce because yes. it was something that put was put on her heart. It was. What occupies your mind space? So what do I mean by that is when you are just kind of like on your own and doing random things, what are you thinking about? What's going through your mind? What is what is filling up your mind space? Um, is it the news? Is it media? Is it the Lord? You know, mm. that kind of thing. Because I, I personally was going through at that time where like, why am I still thinking about this movie I watched yesterday? I don't want to be thinking about this movie I watched yesterday. I want it to be gone. You know, it's like, right. I don't want to be thinking about that. It's not valuable. So it's it's like, how do we really focus and concentrate on the good, the be- the good, the true, and the beautiful? Right. And there's just so many things that are vying for our attention, so right? Many. I mean, we've got, obviously, I mean, most of us are carrying around a phone all the time, right? And I know that I am just as guilty as most about just kind of like in moments of a little bit of quiet, like, Hey, let me just look at my phone and start reading some stuff. And mm-hmm. and often they may be things that are They're ordered good. towards, mm-hmm. you know, faith and, and everything. But the reality is, is that they're not really my thoughts. They're not really me in conversation with the Lord or anything. They're receiving other people's stuff, ideas and things like that. But then what will often happen is, is that the topics that they were focused on or the things that they were concerned about or the issues that were presented to me based on, you know, news media and things mm-hmm. like that now become the things that my mind gets focused on. Even when those weren't things put on my heart necessarily right. by the Lord, but they were the milieu that I found myself immersing in. And then they become very primary in my headspace. Yeah. And and I find myself, you know, as a mother of five, thinking a lot about how to fix my kids' problems. <laughs> Not my business. Not my well, business. Especially a little bit your a, business, your kids and their emotional and well, spiritual but these well-being. Are but fixing these are adult it, yeah. kids, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, if it did this, I'm like, Pam, stop. This is not your business. Right. And I think that brings a really important point is I think something that occupies a lot of mind space for a lot of people are simply the things they're concerned about. Right. You're, wor- you're thinking about your kids' problems mm-hmm. because you're worried about how those things are impacting their lives. You're not sitting there thinking about all the awesome stuff that's going on in their lives, right? You might That might have a fleeting moment of, oh, thank you, Lord, for that beautiful blessing. Mm-hmm. But let me really think about this, yeah. this thing that yeah. has me concerned. I'm so concerned, X, Y, and Z, that right. maybe, maybe might and someday, which is so silly, so silly. Yeah. And I think that really does, you know, bring to the bearer, you know, when Christ says, don't worry about tomorrow, yeah. the, the troubles of today are su- su- sufficient so unto true. themselves. And when he says that the troubles of the day, I think he's really also saying, your particular self 
is enough to worry about. Like, I think we Mm -hmm. occupy so much of our time worrying about other people's stuff. It's so true. Right. Instead of just like looking at how am I doing living the life of a Christian? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that we really don't spend enough time doing in our mind space is fostering the relationship with Christ. Because we talked a lot in our um, book study about friendship about how much work and intentionality it takes really to foster deep, intimate relationship and friendship. And that means one-on-one time, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. if we're using all our mind space and all our time and energy to think about what's going on with this person and that person and this thing in the news and that thing in the church and all these yeah, things, sure. that's time that's completely not spent saying to the Lord, let's attend to each other. Let me listen to you. Let me look at your gaze. Let you see my gaze. Let's foster our relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, this all go back. This goes back for me to the heart of virtue in a lot of, in a lot of ways, because when I start to do some examination of conscience of how to, to better myself and become better um, and be ordered more toward virtue, it really is what comes to mind is the word purity, Mm -hmm. period purity of intention, purity of consumption of what I'm, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, you know, what I'm eating, all Mm -hmm. of that kind of that consumption, what am I consuming? And, and I found myself just getting to a a point at the end of the day where I was like, yuck, I've been on social media and ooh, I just started to feel kind of gross and knew that's not where Christ wanted me. So like, okay, let's, Start at back at baseline because you know this is not the first time I've done this, right? Mm-hmm. Where I want to just have everything in my mi- mind be ordered towards the good, the true, and the beautiful, ordered towards what virtue should I be growing in, ordered toward the purity of speech, purity of sight, consumption, you know, what I'm hearing, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I think that's a really great sort of goal. But one of the things I think it's important to talk about in this place is don't think that you can just go from, oh my gosh, my mind is occupied by a ton of million things that aren't the Lord. And I'm just going to turn that off like a, like a spigot and that's going to totally stop. And now I can just totally focus on the Lord. It's really helpful, I think, to spend some time really looking at, well, what does tend to draw my attention? What does tend to be the places where I kind of get up in my head about and really start like rolling around up there a lot? Because there's a lot we can learn about those things that that really can help us with our deeper understanding of ourselves and also understand what we need to bring to the Lord when we do actually turn to him. So instead of just being like, Okay, all y'all, I mean, if you're not thinking about the Lord 24-7, you know, all day, then you're just no good. No, like the reality is, is that we have things that concern us. We have areas that we need to grow. We have wounded parts of ourselves that impact how we perceive the world and interact with the world. And what gets caught up in our head often finds its source in those places. And they can be great tools if we take step back and take a look to understand, okay, what's going on here? 
Right, right. It does go back to the question of balance because there's some of that, you know, that consumption. Like for me, one of my biggest things is news. I've always been interested in the news. But it's not bad to be informed. It's good to be informed. Right. But there's a balance there that needs to be taken. Yeah. But like, so so let's take the the news, for example. There's different ways to consume news. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are you a person who wants to get kind of the big picture of what are the major topics of what's going on in, in a day? Are there any headlines that I should be aware of? Was, you know, there, like, for example, yesterday, strange thing happened in the United States. Because of a computer glitch, all flights that were supposed to take off were completely grounded until 9 a.m. Because something that happened with the FAA computer they, could, they didn't allow any flight in the United States to take off before 9 a.m. That's weird. That's like a big story. And a lot of things, you know, can, didn't even hear it. Could it happens. Right. So, OK, it might be interesting to know that that had happened in the world, you know, and wonder. And then you might. So then where do you go from there? Right. OK, so just take that one example. You learn. Oh, something happened with the computers of the FAA that then led to all these flights being grounded. You could say, huh, that's interesting that that happened. And, you know, maybe that impacted somebody I know because they were flying. Like, for example, my parents were flying yesterday and they had a two-hour delay and whatever. But if you hear that story and you're like, huh, I wonder if there's some, like, you know, cyber attack or some country is, uh, you know, trying to get into our system or the government was trying to do. And then you all of a sudden you start going down this rabbit hole of, like, commentary about why this happened. And the next thing you know, you've spent three hours listening to commentary about why what happened or what might have happened or what could have been the cause. Mm-hmm. And OK. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Exactly. Why? OK. So then the question is. Why? Why did you not just hear that story and say, okay, that's good to know. Maybe that's, I need to be aware of that in case it might impact some part of my life that you then, but instead you made something that didn't really have to impact your life, become a big part of your life for a day. Yeah. What was it in you that felt the, the need to engage to that level? What were you seeking? Right. Well, tell us, Megan, what's behind that? Well, Possibly. That would be possibly you could conjecture like, okay, if your immediate response is there must be something more to this, there's got to be some well, nefarious healthy curiosity. Right. But, but it could be rooted in something deeper. You are assuming nefarious actions, which then can mean you're struggling with trust that they're of goodness in the world. Mm. Like you, you see an event and you assume that somebody is doing something bad. If you assume that on a global scale, it's very likely that you're probably assuming that a lot in your life as well. And that you're very cynical. Mm -hmm. And while it's good to be as, you know, wise as serpents, we're also supposed to be innocent as doves. So to have a heart that's rooted in cynicism and the belief that always there's some negative bad thing that happened behind it, that's not a healthy place to be as a Christian. No. Right? And so then that's what you take if you really examine 
at the end of the day, perfect thing, I think, to help with trying to understand your headspace and what you did with your day and what your thoughts and everything is the nightly examination of consciousness. Right, right. So the awareness. Yeah, so, so awareness. Really but, take an inventory of where are your thoughts going? How much of it is spent on, and it's one of my favorite, one of my new favorite phrases, nonsense. It's just nonsense. And it, it makes no good use. Right, but I think the way it can make good use is by going on a deeper reflection of why you were susceptible to it. So you, to, at your examination of conscience, you say, Lord, man, I spent so much time focused on things that had nothing to do with you. Help me understand the why. Mm -hmm. Why was I susceptible to this? Why was I pulled in this direction? Is there something deeper here that we, I need to face yeah. with you? Right. So then that, that very thing of going down that rabbit hole can help you learn more about who you are and how you can grow in knowledge of yourself and bring those things to the Lord that may need some healing or may need growth in virtue. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would agree that that is 100% correct, too. I also see another sliver, which is wanting to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just really wanting to check out. You, you have a lot of stress in your life. There's a lot of things going on. And let's not forget the dopamine that you get from seeing some of the, the way they've really done some of the social media releases dopamine. And so you're going for that fix mm -hmm. and checking out of just life in general. I got to check, you know, that my stress, I'm not able to handle my stress right now. I need a relief. And that's why I'm going and turning to this. Yeah. I think that's not, a really good point. It's, it, it's, um, an escapism. Yeah. And what that does is it says it says, I am avoiding actually the things that I'm really concerned about by replacing other stuff to occupy my Filling time. Filling my mind space. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, it's interesting because it can be either the both and, right? Yeah. The stuff that's really deep is now manifesting in this way, or I'm avoiding the deep stuff by, you know, going after this other stuff. So yeah. There's a lot of like yeah, a lot of temptation. Being aware, though, I think that's really the main key. And then, and once we start to become aware, you know, what are some steps that we can really take to try and rein back in, and just order those thoughts always toward the Lord. Your thoughts. I think, like I said, it's really going to be hard to just turn things off like a spigot, right? So don't even have that expectation. That you're just all of a sudden you're going to go from a lot of distracted thinking to like ah, holy thinking. So just let yourself off the hook there. But if you start just inviting the Lord into your thinking, like, so say, for example, you know, you saw something on the news and you started like really thinking about it a lot and wondering what's the deal with that and this, that, and the other. And instead of just staying in your, you know, like a conversation with yourself, like literally say, Lord, what do you think about that? Mm. What, you, you know, in, and then, the, okay, you know, just spend some time maybe listening to see if the Lord brings anything to your heart. And then if, if nothing's coming, then say, well, okay, well, in light of scripture, is there anything in scripture that speaks to something like this? Is there something I can relate to uh, with a circumstance like this, you know? Um, and then, then all of a sudden you've turned your mind from what's going on in the world to what's going on in the word. 
Mm, I like that. Right? That was clever. Yes, man. <laughs> I just came up with that right I now. like it good. But I think that's really going to be fruitful mm-hmm. because what you come to understand, I think, when you do that is that all these things that we often think are novel, the stuff that's just happening to us now, it's not new. No, nothing new under the sun. Right. It's it, This stuff that's all been here, the Lord knows he sees it. He's seen it a thousand million times and he's got an answer for it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and the beauty of that, you want real healthy escapism? The truth that you don't have to figure it out. The Lord's got an answer for it. Amen. You don't need to figure it out. And so all that time you thought you had to spend figuring mm. stuff out. Just pray to the Lord. No, no, mine's more nonsense than <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. This is nonsense. Well, then well, the question is, well, like you said, though, that can be escapism because you're yeah. struggling to figure stuff out. Yeah. Well, I can't figure that out, so I'm just going to get distracted. That's right. Right? Well, it's like, okay, what am I avoiding? And mm-hmm. then go there mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm avoiding this. I'm avoiding this circumstance, yeah. this reality in my life. Well, you know, and, and I think it really is a good point to talk about my state in life right now, which we're almost empty nesters after having five children. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to a high level of busy chaos in my home. And so trying to come down from that Mm -hmm. has been very challenging. Honestly, like I challenge myself to, I often eat alone because I come in on Wednesday nights. I work late. So I come Mm -hmm. in and I eat alone. I'm like, you just need to be quiet and, be alone with your thoughts too, with not be on the phone and things like that. And what are the good thoughts? Well, let's do an examination or mm-hmm. maybe read the, the night, um, the evening prayers or something to that effect or something else. Well, I don't know. Something that's good, holy, and right and beautiful instead yeah. of trying to get on the phone again. Because when I'm, I get lonely pretty easily because mm-hmm. I'm so used to people being around me. Right. When, and I, tr- I, I truly believe that true loneliness is all about your relationship with God. Like the only way you don't feel really lonely is knowing you are really deeply loved by the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I do sometimes feel like alone. <laughs> right. Well, sometimes you, cause are I am alone, alone physically. Right. With, you know. Right. Yeah. I have started reading more novels though. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Novels that. are great. Cause they can certainly like bring you, but into is it escapism? You know, well, I, but the thing is, space? is that there is such a thing as holy leisure. Yeah. Right. It okay. did, you know, you don't have to like constantly be in a state of deep, profound, contemplative prayer to be, you know, still in the presence no. of the Lord. Right. I, what's real, you'll appreciate this because the book that I'm reading is actually um, in Roman times, but it was the main character's father was raised from the dead by Jesus, and so it's all about. Ooh, I want to read this Romans book. <laughs> and oh, it's it's been really fascinating. I've learned so much about Roman culture and about mm-hmm. the early Christians. It's really cool. Yeah, so that's fun stuff, right? Because it's like it's entertaining, but then it also does get you thinking about the life and times of our Lord and what, you know, the realities that existed during those times. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good one. Oftentimes I'm too tired, though. I'm like, (laughs) go right to sleep. Well, I think also, you know, like I said, it's not a bad thing to stay informed about what's going on in the world, but that can also become an opportunity to know, well, instead of worrying about these things, these are the things I need to pray about. You know, mm. we've, we've got a lot of craziness going on and political yeah. systems yeah, think, and the church and everything. I so. think mine is more, I have a tendency of unhealthy curiosity. 
I really well, do. How do you, when you say that, how are you, what do you ex- saying exactly? What do you mean by that? Uh, but unhealthy versus healthy curiosity. Yeah. Healthy curiosity is easier to explain that is when you are trying to learn something good and valuable mm-hmm. and you go to research and try and learn more and more. Unhealthy curiosity is for me more like, um, just going and listening to or, or read, listening to videos that come to no good end. Like, oh, I mean, as you saw in the news, a big thing in the news, which is really sweet and sad. All it's a the the Hamlin, the NFL player who had such an oh, instance yeah. like that. Why would I spend more time just like, well? What's his family like? And where is he from? And doing mm-hmm. all that. You know, that's just not necessarily a healthy curiosity. I see. You know, I see. Yeah. You know uh, and but healthy curiosity meaning to learn something. Right. Unhealthy being like, oh, what are they saying about the national championship? Why was it such a broad spread? I mean, I'm always football, right? Well, oh my goodness, how could it be better? And listening to all the people's opinions on this the college football playoff and how it's not working very well. It's like that is a waste of time, but I find it fascinating. <laughs> well, then that's the question. Why is it fascinating? Um, to me, I've always felt like it was, a, a, I always call it like a healthier gossip mm. because it wasn't detraction from anyone per se, but it was interesting. And I just kind of, I mean, I'm that way about football terribly. Like, I feel like I have this... Un- disordered passion about football, college football, please. Thank you. Only, only, <laughs> only college, SEC mostly. So, okay, I'm curious though. So, what pleasure does football bring to your life that you want to focus so much attention on? Oh, I, that's such a great question. I always call it boy gossip. It's straight uh, up boy gossip. Uh-huh. It's like a, it's like a soap opera, but it's. For dudes, and I just like uh-huh. what's happening now. You know, uh-huh. going to peek in on the story. And okay, I so find it fascinating. Is there an element of then when I engage in this, I am getting the inside scoop on how the male mind works? Ooh. Well, obviously, I've never articulated it that way. Well, um, but, yeah. not, does that resonate though? Um, or I'm I like mind. to feel like I'm one of the boys, and it makes me feel mm. included. Or, to engage in the boy gossip. I don't know about the inclusion part. I just find it more interesting. I, I find mm-hmm. it more interesting to talking about, you know, well, the new um, offensive coordinator for Texas A&M and all of that kind of stuff. Like, well, I don't know. It's just like a big drama. Mm-hmm. It's a drama unfolding in real time as opposed to like reading a story or something. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, no, I'm straight up. I know I think too much about it. And that's part of why we were doing the show because I let my mind space be taken up with so much football. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering, like, because I, I feel like you've made this kind of distinction that boy gossip is okay and girl gossip is not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, girl gossip is about people. Most of the time. As if the boy gossip isn't. Those football players, those offensive and defensive coordinators, those head coaches, they're still well, they're people. not making values on them. Like, you know, it's more of a, you know, like not a personal value. And it's not taking mm. away from their human dignity. It's like, oh, this would have been a better hire than this because of this reason. And he likes his scheme and they're playing this scheme. Oh, oh I don't he know. Likes the air raid. Some, that coach is an absolute idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. 
It was just interesting to explore. I know. Sorry, we're getting a little bit off task there, but <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I think about. <laughs> right. And, and what are the questions I'm asking are kind of like questions that one could ask oneself. Like, well, okay, what is it about this that's so compelling to me? What does it mean to me? Why, why am I drawn to it? Is it just a simple, like, I just think it's fun and interesting? Or is there something else deeper yeah. that it speaks to me? You know, like I'm not this. So now I'm not, this isn't you, but okay. say it was like, I'm just saying it was somebody different. Like say in their youth, they had a dad and two brothers and they were the only girl and the, they would really talk about this stuff and they didn't like accept you and they wouldn't let you in on the conversation and you felt very isolated. Mm, yeah. And now as an adult, you can engage and you can feel part of something that you felt excluded from in the past. Mm. And maybe there's a wound of rejection that actually is being manifest in mm. that thing. Now, I'm not saying that's you at all, but you, no. can you see how that yes, could yes, be? Yes. Because what I'm seeing now for me was, um, I mean, because I remember the origins of me learning football mm. very well, is that I would be able to talk to the boys better. I was, 18, I was eighth grade, so like. 13 years old, I'd be able to have better conversation with the guys if I knew football okay. better. Once I learned football, I actually fell in love with it, mm -hmm. right? But even today, listening to the guys talk about right. it, and I don't have, I don't have really anybody to talk to. Right, like, but and so nobody. it does represent to you then a positive memory of connection. Yeah. So you're mm -hmm. see, like you, if you're seeking to return to a place of feeling of connection, then you could see how it could be compelling to yeah. you. So yeah. then the question then becomes, okay, Lord, I'm seeking connection. Right. How can I find that connection in you mm -hmm. and in holy relationships? That's so true. That's exactly what it is. Because I, it, there's only like one person primarily that I ever get to talk football with, and that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wonderful what right. we do. We yeah. really connect when we talk about football. Right. Yeah. So that's, you can that's see a great point. how yeah. the positive. That's a beautiful positive association. Mm -hmm. Like, but sometimes. There's a negative association and a wound, and then there's other things that you need to continue, you know, work True. through. But, but you, you can just see how something that seems like it could be stupid, superficial, a waste of time to occupy one's headspace, instead of just being completely dismissive of it and saying, I'm bad for doing this, I shouldn't do it at all. If you're intentional about understanding why you're drawn towards things and why it happens in any given day yeah. and what it could potentially mean about deeper things within yourself, it actually could end up being as a launching point for a very fruitful conversation with the Lord. Yeah. Right. Well, when you talk about that part, because the rewiring, like what triggers us to go, okay, I want to move from this mind space to this one. And how do we, I mean, it's a muscle. You got to keep exercising it. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I do to try and unplug from that? Well, here's one of the great things I did recently. I started listening to Bible in a Year podcast on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So now when I'm in the car, if I'm not listening to Catholic radio, which I really do love, I'm listening to Father Mike Schmitz. Mm -hmm. Bible in a Year. It's wonderful. So I'm filling my headspace with what? Scripture. It's yeah, wonderful. which is beautiful. Uh, and I think it's good to then take that. You, that's something that you kind of passively receive. Mm -hmm. And then when you have times where maybe some other stuff is creeping in, you could come back to that and then chew on it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I remember what they we read today, you know, was read today in Bible in a year. And these were like some of the thoughts that were, you know, Father Mike gave. So, you know, what did I think about that? And do I really... 
did that sound right on to me? Do I have a little so different, true. a little different like thing? Uh, you know, let the Holy Spirit sort of inspire you and in, in your understanding mm-hmm. of that. So you can go from, you know, just passive to more active contemplation uh, of, For of things sure. like that. Which has happened, definitely. Yeah. Some of the more compelling stories, too, they stay with you. They True. stay with me, for sure. Yeah. But I think the the real thing about the rewire process, I really do think the nightly examination of conscience is a starting yeah. point. It's to Because when I say, I think most people, when they hear that examination of conscience, if they're not somebody who has really dove into, like, Ignatian spirituality and the daily examine and... You understand examination of conscience in light of I'm going to confession and I need to do an examination right. of conscience. That's not well. Let me the paint it in a different way. There. Let me paint it in a different way. That I think this it's much more practical. Is like reflection of the day. Right there, you go. reflection on your day. What what did I do in my day? How did I spend my day? What occupied my mind and my heart? What, what shall I give thanks to God for? Right. So the good and the and the That's right. less the roses. Than. What do they say? The roses and the thorns. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So when you do that every night, if you realize I spent no time praying today, I didn't turn my mind and heart to the Lord at all. I occupied my mind with all this stuff. Like if you do that. For a week and you realize that's happening almost every day that alerts you to the reality of that's going on in your life. And then you can start making moves to amend that. And then you'll start receiving the positive feelings that you feel when you're like, wow, I really did attend to the Lord today. Mm -hmm. I had a good day. Like, I love it when I have the end of the day, my exam and I'm like, wow. This was a yeah, good day. Yeah, like, Lord, right. I responded to your grace today in, in really a lot of positive ways. And I feel good about that. And it's a this positive, like, affirmation that then goes and helps you continue with that rewire right. process where you'll find that you're actually start to seek that more than you seek whatever it was you were right. going after before. There's another phrase that is coming back to me now that I used in years past is like, being tethered to the Lord, like your thoughts being tethered to the Lord, like you're only a breath away from every thought being and including the Lord, Mm -hmm. which I think that's a practice you really have to like work on is to not be, you know, forgetful. For instance, there's been times like, man, it's been an hour and I haven't thought about the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing where everything is like, you know, an act of Thanksgiving or maybe contrition, who knows, but that, that really just bound to the Lord in your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. And I would also say that like one of the ways that we can help ourselves along that path is to take a pause. When you have a space, don't just fill it. Like don't reach for the phone and read something. Don't turn on a, don't even turn on a podcast. (laughs) Don't turn on, you know, something that's going to just make you receive like, Stay in that space of quiet there because there's an opening there that can be given to prayer and time with the Lord. But if we immediately fill it with something, even if it's good something, often we switch into absolute receptive mode and we're not actually engaging in the relationship building with the Lord because we're just kind of being very passive Mm -hmm. and not really moving our minds and hearts to the Lord, but just kind of being entertained Right. Even if it's so, holy entertainment. So what I'm hearing too is like, just take a second and say, here I am, Lord. Yeah. Here I am. I come to do your will. Yeah. Just kind of rest there for a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think you'll, we'll find that when we spend a lot of time occupied in headspace places that aren't of the Lord, 
it tends to steal our peace and it's actually really tiring. Like you often end the day not feeling like you are, you had a restful day. Yeah. You have like an ick. It's an yeah. ick. It's like, oh, I'm exhausted. And, and so the what Lord. What do I do today? Nothing. Yeah. But I feel exhausted. Like <laughs> if the Lord offers you these spaces of rest with him, to rest in him, rest in him. Right. Exactly. Allow it. Amen. All right. I think that's good for today. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Rewire your mind space toward the Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, don't turn off podcasts completely. No, no, you gotta have, that's a good, healthy thing to have, especially if they're ordered toward the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, we're glad that you were ordered towards the Lord with us today. And, uh, and we hope that you'll continue to, to journey with us as we grow, try to grow closer to him and each other. So, uh, until next time, let's remain united in prayer. God God bless. bless.